favor right now. Okay. So, Our help is in the name of the Lord, who has made the heavens and the earth. Amen. You may be seated. Dear congregation, family, and friends, we wish to begin this service with the singing of Come thou fount of every blessing, as it is printed out in the handout. Come thou fount of every blessing. Save my soul from danger. 
Savior interposed His precious blood. Oh, through grace, how great a debtor, daily I am strained to be. Let that grace, Lord, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to see. Teach me, Lord, Lord, treasure me for me, thy grace to prove. While I sing the countless treasure of my God's unchanging love. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Take my heart, oh, take and seal it with thy spirit from above. Rescued us from sin and danger, purchased by the Savior's blood. May I walk on earth a stranger, and the Son and Heir of God. Dear people, we will begin with the reading of various scripture passages that tell us about the end of life. And um, the last one will then be our text verse and text psalm psalm 23 but the first one i want to read with you is from ecclesiastes chapter 3 the verses 1 through 10 ecclesiastes chapter 3 Hear then God's holy word, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 1 through 10. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task which the sons of men are to be occupied He has made everything beautiful in its time. 
also he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. So far, then Ecclesiastes. And then we turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. As we will read the verses 13 through 18. Psalm 103, beginning at verse 13. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. And then we go on a little bit to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. As we will read the verses 6 through 11. Isaiah 40, 6 to 11. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. And then our final reading is also the text psalm as well. That is Psalm 23. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So far, then, the readings of various scripture passages. And let us sing this psalm as well, Psalm 23, as you find it in the Psalter, Psalter 53. place ourselves before the throne of grace and engage in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and merciful God, we bow before your holy presence this morning hour as we have gathered together as family, friends, and congregation to remember our sister Clara Cornelia Linger and to honor you for who you have been for her, that we may see again that you are a God who remembers those who are weak and frail, 
that you remember those who find themselves in the midst of struggles, that you are there as a shepherd. And Lord, we hope to hear more about this, this hour. And we do pray, therefore, that the psalm that we have read and we have been able to sing about may become very clear to us and that it would be our desire that we may know you as the Good Shepherd. O oh Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you have done on the cross, and we thank you for the life that you have given and for the life that we could even celebrate. We pray, therefore, that as the message is declared, this may be a comfort to the family and that it may be an encouragement to go on from here and to seek our life outside of ourselves in Jesus Christ and that we may therefore be comforted even to the end of our life. Bless therefore the message that is to be delivered and may it be according to the will and meaning of your blessed Holy Spirit. Grant that in all things we may see that you are a gracious God, a forgiving God because we have sinned against you in so many ways. Please forgive us and cleanse us of it all. And we ask for all of this then in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Dear Audrey and Charles, family and friends and congregation, Clara Cornelia Linker passed away this last Tuesday after a nasty fall with some injuries a few days before. The coroner believes that her passing away was because of a massive heart attack. She was 90 years old and she has come to what the Bible calls the years of the strong ones. She was a strong lady. Clara was strong in, in coping with her physical difficulties, becoming legally blind, I believe some 20 years ago already, becoming hard of hearing as well, suffering from some dementia, and finding it increasingly difficult to walk on her own. But she accepted it all. Patiently, strongly, no doubt being strengthened by the Lord himself, you see, in whom she trusted. Clara also knew unsettling times of being on her own and times of grief at the loss of loved ones, the latest when her son William passed away, I believe some five and a half years ago. Now, Clara was a typical Dutch senior, if I may say that. A typical Dutch senior and a, a mother having come through the agonies of a world war and experienced then the poverty brought on and then also received and found the courage to practice according to the poverty that was then upon all people, especially in the Netherlands shortly after the war. She was therefore frugal, 
She was careful in spending her money. She was very precise in, in keeping care of her household and the order of the household. And her, her environment was always clean, neat, and tidy. I would dare say that she was one of those Dutch ladies who could be seen in the morning sweeping off the sidewalk in front of the house. Clara loved singing and loved listening to good music as well. One night, she had a dream. And in that dream, she heard a man singing. He, so I'm told, he had a beautiful voice. And of all things that she heard him sing was her favorite song, The Lord is My Shepherd. The words lingered on, so to speak, and she wished that this man would just keep on singing and singing and singing. Well, this gives me then to say a few words on this particular psalm, Psalm 23, in which we have the title already, The Lord is My Shepherd. And to my knowledge, she would want me to deliver a message on this particular psalm at her funeral, of course both as her personal confession and also as a means of spreading the beautiful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. Now this is first of all then a confession. It is a confession that is made in a humble fashion. This means, therefore, that if you have made that confession, that you must compare yourself to what? To a sheep. Now, I must tell you, that's not very glamorous, to be sure. A sheep is a very vulnerable creature. It is prone to wander. It is easily led astray. It is quick to be disturbed. It is difficult to settle down. And it is helpless on its own. Now, this fits, doesn't it? It fits with the Old Testimony and what the Old Testimony says to us as well about that all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Now, in all of this, we must say and confess that this really is also our natural inclination, isn't it? That it is that we turn to our own ways, to do our own thing, and to stray at times like a sheep. But now get this. If you can confess the Lord is my shepherd, there is good hope for you as well, because that's a confession of faith as well, you see. Notice carefully what this first line tells us. The Lord is my shepherd. doesn't say, the Lord is my friend, the Lord is my beloved, the Lord is my companion, the Lord is my confidant. All of that would be great, and it would be a wonderful comfort. All of that would be true indeed as well. But it says, the Lord is my shepherd. And so, if you and I have learned to confess that you are a sheep, 
obviously you will need a shepherd at the same time in order to make it through in this life and to prepare you for the life hereafter. A shepherd to feed and nourish your soul. A shepherd to make you lie down in green pastures. A shepherd to lead you beside the still waters. A shepherd to restore your soul. A shepherd to lead you on the righteous paths as well. A shepherd to protect you from the dangers that lurk all around you and behind you. A shepherd in order to comfort you and to encourage you, especially when you are distressed and unsettled. Now Clara, Sister Clara, she knew about her need for such a shepherd. Especially during her last years as well. This is why I believe that the words of Psalm 23 were so precious to her and why she loved to hear it being sung as well because she too could confess this, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord, you see. Not the church, not the preacher, not the politician, not the lawyer, but the Lord is my shepherd. Dear friends, This also needs to be your and my confession. As simple as this may sound it to be, this also needs to be your and my confession as well. And it's actually quite amazing that the Lord is willing to compare himself to a shepherd. Here we have the great, the almighty, the majestic God, the creator of the heavens and of the earth. And he's willing to be known. In fact, he has shown that in his word and he can recommend to the people that he be called a shepherd. And this is why the Lord Jesus, when he walked upon this earth seeking to save the lost, he actually presented himself as the good shepherd. The good shepherd. And dear people, the term of shepherd is certainly one that fits the Lord Jesus wonderfully well because it placed him on a very low rang of or low rung of civilization. You see, in those days, shepherds were low-rating characters, even shady characters in Israel in Jesus' days. In countries in those days, like Egypt, for instance, Shepherds were completely ignored. They were looked down. They were despised. And the Lord Jesus was willing to take that type of a position, you see, when he came to this earth. And therefore, Jesus was and is in the most extraordinary way a shepherd, a good shepherd even. And he is the only one, the exclusive one, to have the qualities of being a shepherd for his sheep-like people. As shepherd, Jesus is the only one who is strong enough to find the lost and the straying sheep, which we all are by nature, aren't we, at one time. And the Lord Jesus, he is able and willing to save such a lost sheep as well, as he did with Sister Clara. My friend, 
Can you picture yourself as a sheep gone astray, lost, in need of a shepherd like Jesus? Are you already mentally, spiritually, and emotionally attached to this great shepherd as Sister Clara was attached to him? You see, it's important for us, you and me, to know this so that when your time is up, you know that you're going to go home to be with Jesus, the Good Shepherd. As I indicated already, Clara became 90 years old when she died. But you do not have to become 90 years old in order to die. Younger persons, even children, can die. And therefore, the question that can be asked of each one of us, including myself, are you and I, are we prepared to die? Are you prepared in the case that comes suddenly that you know you'll be going to see the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ? Now, you probably don't want to think too much of that because, ah, you know, that's, that, that's so... Uh, no, that's so dark. But we need to think about this, particularly on this funeral as well. Because there comes an end to all of our doing and to all of our planning. Suddenly, it's done. Someday, we have to lay the hammer down or the wrench. We have to put it away. Someday, we have to set the laptop aside and lay the pen down. Someday, we will not be attending this meeting or that particular gathering. Our trips and our vacations will come to an end. Why? Because our time is up. Are you prepared to go home? Are you prepared to go home? Now, let me tell you how the Bible describes it when our time is up. It gives us a glimpse, therefore, of an after-death experience. Hmm, you might think, is that possible? Well, it is described for us in Matthew chapter 25, the verses 32 and 33. And I quote, All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. End of that quote. And then the sheep will, will hear the voice of the shepherd, and he will say to them, and again I quote from Matthew 25, this time verse 34, Come, come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. In other words, the sheep are welcomed home and are ushered into the eternal life along with all of its joys. My friend, death is therefore the gateway to eternity, the gateway to eternity. But you see, it is in this life that will determine how your and my eternity will be spent. It is in this life that it will be determined. And therefore, on this very day, the day that we hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, on this very day, 
while you are still breathing and while your mind is still clear. Set your mind on whether you are a sheep of Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. Now, if you or I cannot confess yet the Lord is my shepherd, then I would urge you to call upon him that you, as it were, bleat as a sheep. That's that's what sheep do. They, They bleat. Not bleed, but bleat. That you would bleat as a sheep towards him. You might not be able to, to, to put it all in words, but bleat like a sheep towards the Lord Jesus Christ, indicating that you trust him and that you need him. And he will find you in your lost state. He will correct you in your straying ways. He will lead you towards home. Audrey and Charles. Let this be of comfort to you to know that your mom could confess the Lord is my shepherd. Let that be your confession too so that you may dwell peacefully and contently in the great pastures which the good shepherd has laid out for you as yet. He will care for you. He will comfort you, even by the still waters of his love. This is what this funeral text of your mom promises, you see, because it also says, not only the Lord is my shepherd, but I shall not want. Now, that's, that's a classic way of saying, I will lack nothing. I will be content with whatever my shepherd does and whatever my shepherd gives me. I will be content with that. I shall not want. Now, dear family and friends, let this simple verse, so well known to you and to me, let it sink deep into our psyche, that is, in our soul, in our mind, and in our spirit. And it will touch a nerve of who and of what we are. You see, it will connect us to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. And he is so devoted to his sheep. He is so devoted to them that he even gave his life as a sacrifice for them. He too once made the confession And said, I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for my sheep. That's his confession. I lay down my life for the sheep. And dear friends, that confession led him to the cross. To the cross of Golgotha in order to die as a payment for his sheep. So that afterwards... He could go after them, even the lost ones, and gather them in his arms. And that's the gospel. That's the good news, you see, that reaches your ear, and I trust also your heart, this hour. And please, let it then also sink down deeply into your heart. I plead with you, do not ignore it. 
Do not lay it aside. Let it pull at your heart strings so that you too will be ready to confess, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You see, those who are wanting are those who are without the shepherd. And I would not want to see any of you going on in this life without this great shepherd of the sheep. Because you'll be lost. We wouldn't want you to be lost. The shepherd wouldn't want you to be lost. And so seek him. Even at this hour yet. Call out to him. Be my good shepherd. And I can assure you, you will not regret it. It will give you peace. It will give you comfort. It will give you the direction that you need as you now go on without mom. Go on from there with the good shepherd whom your mom has learned to confess and love. And it will eventually take you home as well. Amen. At this time, I want to uh, express my thanks to the staff of Kensington Village as well. I believe that it is fitting for uh, Kensington Village and the staff to have looked after Clara. It was Clara's home for at least five and a half years, if I'm not mistaken. And then I also want to express my um, thanks to the funeral directors as well who have been so kind to the family and so kind to us and so helpful as well. So thank you, brothers. Now it is fitting at this point to sing again and to sing How Great Thou Art. <clears throat> Sent him to die, oh Joseph, 
of the sheep how you have shown yourself by way of your holy word and by way of the experiences of your people what a comfort it is to know you as our good shepherd we thank you O Lord God for this word and we pray that this word may be an encouragement to the family the friends, the congregation And that Audrey particularly may reflect upon this with her husband many times in the life ahead of them. And that it may be an encouragement to them that they too may know this good shepherd. Be with us now as we go and bring the body to its earthly resting place. And we ask that you would accompany us and that you would be with our friends, or the funeral directors, that they may do what is necessary, and that we may rejoice together in knowing that you have been with us. And so, take care of us. Keep us safe on the roads, and grant that your word may be an encouragement to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we have one more song and I would invite you to rise and sing it. It is, well, for you who can understand Dutch and you may sing it in Dutch, Ere zij God or Glory to God. After that, and we will leave the sanctuary.